November 10th. Our reading in the New Testament today will be from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 1 through 17. And it's all about forgiveness. The sacrifices under the Old Covenant brought a reminder of sin, not a remission of sin. There's a big difference. The blood of God's own Son took care of sin once and for all. Now, because there is no more offering for sin, there's also no more remembrance of sin. And we can rejoice that we have a righteous standing before God. That, my friend, is real good news. And now, let's begin our reading in the New Testament. November 10th, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 through 17. The old system in the law of Moses was only a shadow of the things to come, not the reality of the good things Christ has done for us. The sacrifices under the old system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped. For the worshippers would have been purified once for all time, and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. But just the opposite happened. Those yearly sacrifices reminded them of their sins year after year. For it's not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. That is why Christ, when He came into the world, said, You did not want animal sacrifices and grain offerings, but you have given me a body so that I might obey you. No, you were not pleased with animals burned on the altar or with other offerings for sin. Then I said, Look, I have come to do your will, O God, just as it is written about me in the Scriptures. Christ said, You did not want animal sacrifices or grain offerings or animals burned on the altar, or other offerings for sin, nor were you pleased with them, though they are required by the law of Moses. Then he added, Look, I have come to do your will. He cancels the first covenant in order to establish the second. And what God wants is for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. Under the Old Covenant, the priest stands before the altar day after day, offering sacrifices that can never take away sins. But our high priest offered himself to God as one sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down at the place of highest honor at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humble as a footstool under his feet. For by that one offering he perfected forever all those whom He is making holy. And the Holy Spirit also testifies that this is so. First, He says, This is the new covenant I will make with My people on that day, says the Lord. I will put My laws in their hearts, so they will understand them, and I will write them on their minds, so they will obey them. Then He adds, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. Our default position as strugglers is to believe that God's disappointed and frustrated. That He simply is tolerating us. The Apostle Paul in Ephesians 1 says, no, 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 no. 
before the foundation of the earth was laid. He was going to adopt you, make you holy and blameless in His sight. So whether difficult days or good days, God's at work. God has not abandoned you in this difficult season. How amazing does that make our God that in our hypocrisy, He's long-suffering with us. In our inability to live out all that He would call us to, He continues to lavish upon us His grace. In Him, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. So I love this word lavish, extravagant, plentiful, over the top. And so now when the Bible's talking about forgiveness, it's saying that His grace in forgiveness is lavish, like it's too much, like it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous amount, right? It's, it's, it's weight, it's over the top. It's out of control. Man of woman of God, in Christ but struggling, God does not regret saving you. He doesn't regret it. You haven't surprised him. You cannot surprise him. God is not watching where you are now, watching how you've struggled this week, watching how you stumble and fall, and regretting the decision to pay the price for you in full. You have no sin past present and future that has more power than the cross of Jesus Christ. None. This means that your salvation wasn't just a past event alone, but that Christ even now is continuing to save you. He didn't forgive your past sins and now leaving it up to you to conquer present and future sins, which means it doesn't matter how you came in here. It means God can rescue. It means God can save. And it means for those of us who are in Christ, you do not disgust him. You do not discuss it. You don't know what I struggle with and how deplorable it is. Um, I know that Jesus would say that he paid the bill in full, and so what you're saying is nonsense. That is the grace with which he lavished on us in his forgiveness.
Psalm 108, verses 1 through 13. Now this psalm is adapted from Psalm 57, verses 7 through 11, and uh, Psalm 60, verses 5 through 12. You see, it's the song of a warrior, and in it, David makes three affirmations. The first is, I will praise. A steadfast heart is a singing heart because confidence in God gives you something to sing about. Worship is good preparation for warfare. And another affirmation is, I will listen. God heard the voice of David, and then David listened to the voice of God. And the third affirmation is, I will conquer. That's a word for you and me today as well. God leads us into the battle, helps us capture the enemy's strongholds, and gives us the victory. Verse 13 is David's version of Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. It was true for him, and it's true for you and me today. Psalm 108, verses 1 through 13. A Psalm of David. A Song. My heart is confident in you, O God. No wonder I can sing your praises. Wake up, my soul. Wake up, O harp and lyre. I will waken the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, in front of all the people. I will sing your praises among the nations. For your unfailing love is higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. 
May your glory shine all over the earth. Use your strong right arm to save me and rescue your beloved people. God has promised this by His holiness. I will divide up Shechem with joy. I will measure out the valley of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine, and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim will produce my warriors, and Judah will produce my kings. Moab will become my lowly servant, and Edom will be my slave. I will shout in triumph over the Philistines. But who will bring me into the fortified city? Who will bring me victory over Edom? Have you rejected us, O God? Will you no longer march with our armies? Oh, please help us against our enemies, for all human help is useless. With God's help, we will do mighty things, for He will trample down our foes. Proverbs 27, verse 12. A prudent person foresees the danger ahead and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. <laughs>